Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hi, Dad. How you doing? Hello, Steve. Um, I'm very well at the moment, thank you. Yes. Good, good, yes, good. I'm enjoy, enjoying life at the moment. Lots of good things happening to me, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, with your sister. Yep, yep. Oh, very exciting. Yeah, really exciting. Uh, don't, I don't know if we want to talk about it. It's sort of... Do you want to talk about it? Oh, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm full of it, so um, yeah. No, we'll just talk about it briefly. Okay. Briefly. Well, I have another little niece. That's right, and I have another little granddaughter, which is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So we're... that makes me eight. Eight, Steve. Do you know that? My... Eight altogether now. Wow. I've got eight grandchildren now. My God, that's a that is a big family gathering. That is. It, it is, and. Um, you know, it, it's it's lovely though, absolutely, and she's absolutely delightful as well. Yeah. So uh, I can't. Gorgeous. That's why I'm full of it, as well as, of course, all the other things that are going on at the moment in our lives. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on, um, but yeah, we're, we're so pleased. Oh God, it's just it's just so lovely. We've had a lovely week. Um, so yeah, um, lots to be excited about. So, what have you been up to this week? We usually check in and see how you're getting on with your colour sure. pencil progress. Well, I'm still I'm still battling on with it. I say battling, actually. I'm thoroughly enjoying myself at the moment. Um, I'm finding new techniques, which is great, and uh, I'm going to pass them all on uh, through video and through our little chats and to encourage people to perhaps get them out, because I think most people have got colour pencils. I started off with them. I don't know whether you knew that, actually. No, you probably didn't. Right from the beginning, before I even thought about doing um, painting, um, I was working with somebody to produce, uh, people will know this if they've read my art story, to produce um, uh, bone china birds. And what I had to do with them, I had to design them. And I used colour pencils. Oh, interesting. I, as, as a, yes, because I, was, I, was, I drew them out with graphite, and uh, then I, I coloured them. For, the, uh, for John, the chap who um, I work with, to produce the um, moulds and the um, models. I mean, that goes way back. But I used coloured pencils, and I even had a couple of landscapes, didn't like them didn't like them at all no but it, it sort of set me on the road and then i switched immediately to watercolor so colored pencils were right at the beginning so what i'm trying to say is i had color pencils and i wasn't an artist at the time mm. i just did it for the, for the children and uh loved the, that sort of thing yeah. and i think most people have got them so they'll uh, I think it's, as I said, most people will have used them maybe in the past, but not in the way that I'm doing them. No. This is completely new, completely different. And uh, it's coming up really well. Well, you've seen the last one that I showed you, uh, the boat in the shed, which is probably going to go up again on the uh, podcast. So you'll see that 
but we can talk about that briefly if you like yeah because the, the results it, it, with every picture I'm, I'm blown away with the effects that you're getting and the detail you're getting uh, and this one mm. was a little bit bigger than a miniature just a fraction bigger um, it was was there any reason why you did that just wanted to get a bit more detail in yes well that's exactly what it was uh, it, the boat in the shed um i came across it uh, on uh, i think it was pixabay i came across it i can't remember where to find these things now but what i liked about it was the detail of the boat the detail of the shed which i love all broken down things um rustic things and shingle now shingle is virtually impossible to do in any other medium mm. i've done a little bit in pastel pencils and you can do that but i thought i wonder whether the, the colored pencil being um you'd be able to get more fine detail i'd be able to produce shingle and i did as you see the um the effect of that is is insane like if people can see the picture uh uh, on our website or on the podcast artwork they'll see just it's incredible how you got that many colors and how realistic it looked and i mm. couldn't get closer to the picture i had my eye to the paper pretty much to try and see <laughs> what you'd done there because there's just so many colors scattered in one another mm. it's amazing what that is what it is though steve is impressionism again coming out I gave you the impression that there were millions and millions of little pebbles, but there wasn't. And I worked it from, uh, there was about, uh, I think, six or seven colours that go to make that up, working from light to dark uh, to produce that effect. And uh, it came. But one of the reasons I did it was that, and I wanted different, I wanted to do as many different um, effects and therefore new techniques as I could. Mm. So I want I wanted things to test me, and I'm continuing to do that because I've got another picture on the go now, which is again something different. But it, it's pulling. I'm pulling it off. Whatever I decide to do, I'm pulling it off. And uh, so it's making coloured pencils a force to be reckoned with. I think. Would you say that? you're getting sort of more uh, au fait with the techniques as well now. Uh, sort mm. of, and that's adding to your confidence. Oh, absolutely. It does. And the lovely thing about what I'm doing is because I'm videoing everything that I do. So people are going to be able to look at that and say, I can see what why Colin's doing it, what he's doing. There's still an element of skill that's going to be needed. I would say that, generally speaking, it wouldn't be for the very beginner. It would be someone who's done some artwork uh, and used to maybe pencil, pencil or watercolour. Ideally, I suppose, if someone coming from watercolour and pastel pencils, you put the two things together, mm. and this is very much like the kind of effects I'm getting. Mm. Is so that, is uh, that because you, you're, you're having to control the solvent with a brush and there, hmm. there's an element of skill of putting just the right amount on and uh, that's getting right. that blend of colour? Exactly. That's what it is. And this is where people are going to find. But they, if they follow me, 
You know, they, they just use a minimum amount of solvent because if you use too much, you'll flood. And if you flood, it goes everywhere. So you just want a minimum amount. Use the right brush. That's another thing that's important. I'm using from a number six brush. I don't use that often, I've got to say. I use a number three or a number four. It doesn't matter which one of those two. And then a number one brush. And uh, by using those different brushes, you get different amounts of solvent and you'll be able to produce precision. You can't use anything smaller than a one. Well, you can. But by using a one, you, you can get just the amount of solvent to use in fine detail. But if you go smaller than that, you wouldn't be able to hold the uh, solvent. Just right. keep dipping it in, dipping in, dipping in, you know. Mm. So a bit like watercolour, as I say. People coming from a watercolour background will absolutely love this because if you've got, um, you, you know, the traditional watercolour skies, which are lovely, you know, and, and you see a lot of artists, but they they can't control the watercolour very well. Well, as we've seen with the pastel pen, with the um, coloured pencil, you're able to do that. You're able to control what you uh, what you do, mm. and uh, so I think people, watercolour background people, would say would take to it very well. Mm. And I think too, the pastel pencil people will also look at it. So you're going to get people from both camps thinking, "I'd like to produce this." Mm. Mm. So I, 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 that's why I'm doing it anyway. It is why I'm doing it, why we're doing it, because we want to uh, expand the range of, um, of uh, techniques and materials that uh, people are using and mm. can use. Mm. Yeah, and it would be interesting when you go back to pastel pencil to see what going into this medium has done for how you work in that medium. Um. I don't think it would, no. You don't think there's no, a I don't, No, I don't, I don't think I'm going... I'm not learning anything from the coloured pencil that's going to overshoot into pastel pencil. No, I don't think so. I can't see it at the moment. You never know. I might say that. But I've got pastel pencil techniques down, I think, exactly where I want them now. And I, I don't really find... Uh, I'm usually challenged by different uh, subjects, but not by the um, what I can do with them. Mm. But again, there, there are kind of limitations with them. Uh, we're, we're planning a, a new project, which is we won't talk about too much of at the moment, um, which is quite a quite a big pro project, and we've decided not to do it in pastel pencil, but to do it in coloured pencil. Mm. And the reason I mentioned to you that it would be a good idea is because of the fine detail that's involved and when people see the picture they think how on earth do you do that now if i try that in pastel pencil i could have done it but i've had to um i'd had to be there'd be a lot of compromise with the detail of the uh the subject and i think that would be detrimental to the finished result so by using the coloured pencil, we're going to be able to produce a picture that is very exact and very fine. Mm. I hope. I haven't done it yet. So in principle, anyway, having done the experience or had the experience I've had with the coloured pencil, uh, then I think, I think I can actually achieve it. Mm. But it's going to be lovely to see. 
and uh, very exciting. Mm. Well, well, we'll check back in with next week because there's a picture you're just finishing off at the moment, which uh, I'm really excited to see and, and people will be fascinated to to hear about next week. Um, but for now, I think we, with that, that's our like, stop uh, point mm. for coloured pencil because um, we want to get onto some pastel pencil stuff that we haven't spoken about for a little while, uh, which is obviously our main focus. So... Let's head into that. Now, we've had some emails that have come in and, and it's providing us with a good couple of topics of uh, discussion. And the first one, which I thought was worth mentioning, was the colour shaper. Uh, now, Gerda sent us an email talking about um, working with the colour shaper and she wasn't finding it too easy um, and sent us a picture of the work that she was um, she was doing uh, during our kitten course and I sent it on to you dad and you mentioned that you too had trouble with the colour shaper at first until you realised one key aspect that sort of clicked it all into place so let's offer that tip out there as to, to people that to anyone listening that might be struggling with the colour shaper or um, to might not understand the one thing you can do that really helps with using it well, the thing you have to do is you have to have enough pastel on the subject. When I first started, I thought, oh, I can could, I could just put it in an inch. And I found it didn't, it didn't work as well until I put more uh, pastel on. So the more pastel you get on there, the better it is. However, there is also the problem of over-blending. And a lot of people do this. They find that they, they blend and blend and blend, and in the end, you just get one kind of smudgy-looking picture. So you've got to you've got to use the colour shaper exactly uh, in the right way. And the right way is when you feel that you want to soften an area, particularly skin tones. And people know that if they've seen my Doris Day, particularly, I used it a lot there. When you can't use your finger, no, you you can't use your finger in small details. Uh, so, therefore, the colour shaper comes in absolutely perfect. And the other reason it works is because when you've got a – when you're putting lines on, which you are doing with the pastel pencil, and you want to soften those lines, you can then use the colour shaper very lightly. And you have to be light with it because if you're, if you're heavy-handed, it goes into a spudgy mess. You can very lightly drag it across, and that then softens – the uh, colour shaper, so you've got that aspect to it, and the other thing you've got to do is you 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 blend colours together. And again, you've got to be careful. If you if you overuse it, you're going to get a smudgy mess. Uh, best way is to practice it mm-hmm. or watch as many videos as you can, because I think I think almost every pastel pencil video over the last couple of years, three years maybe now, might be four. Mm-hmm. Um, I've used the colour shaper. Mm. I can't, I can't think of a picture that I haven't used it. So you've only got to look back on them and and, and see how I use it. Now the only thing you can't see with the video, you can't see how much pressure I'm putting on. That's something you can't see, but you can see the results of it. You see the before, then you see the after. So it's just a question of practice, Steve. You know, mm. that people have got to use it wisely underuse it to start with rather than uh, overuse it i would say 
it's a similar parallel to the solvent and the brushing of the solvent on the picture. Any kind of blending application you want to take slowly. Um, and I imagine with coloured pencil, as with pastel pencil, you've got to make sure you've got enough colour down to blend. Because if there's not enough coloured yep. pencil down, then using the solvent isn't going to give you many results. Nope. And if you haven't got enough pastel down, there's not going to be enough to blend with the colour shaper. That's a good analogy. Exactly right. And again, Steve, probably because I've had so much experience with the colour shaper has helped me with the solvent because I know what will happen if I put too much solvent on. Mm. I know what would happen if you put too much, uh, um, too heavy handed with the colour shaper. Same thing. Yeah. There's very, there are very sim- simple or similar um, outcomes hmm. with with uh, both. So yes, you're probably right. And my use with the color shaper over the years has helped me to see how I should use a solvent. Hmm. And uh, hmm. so it, it it produces similar effects too. Funny enough. Yeah. The the thing that I find interesting. Oh, just there's two points that I want to make. Is if you blend with the color shaper, like the solvent, you can go back over the the pastel and that's right and do do some more um you can just like the solvent you can blend and then reapply and then blend that's right. that you can so you can do you the can. same with the color shape exactly right yeah the yep. other thing i wanted to say is with the pastel matte paper you found you had to apply more pastel with the pastel matte mm. paper um in order to use the color shaper effectively that was interesting. Very much so. The difference between the ongre is it's a smoother paper, even though there's a tooth in it. So you don't need a lot of pastel on before you can use the colour shaper. But the pastel mat does need to fill that tooth up more. So if you don't have enough on, you're not going to get any effect at all. Mm. You're quite right. Those two, there is a difference between the two. Mm. Um, and I think the um, both have their... Um, there are advantages, really. I feel the pastel mat gives you, as we've said before, pastel mat is really for intermediate and advanced students, where ongre is for beginners and intermediate students uh, because they find it easier. Mm. But and, and, and that's only a, a general rule of thumb. There's no reason why people... But, a beginner shouldn't have a go at it, but they won't find it as easy. Mm. That's for sure. Mm. Okay. Using pastel mat, that is. Cool. Well, thanks, Gerda, for the email, and I hope that's uh, that's helped. And um, anyone else out there listening, I hope that those tips are interesting and as of value to you guys. Um, so I want to move on to another one, another email that came from... Lynn, who sent us their picture of the cat in shadow and, and she's done a great job and she says in her email here that she's absolutely in love with the black and white shadow pictures uh, and the good thing is that there are probably about five or six I think on the top oh, of my yes. head that I can think of that are coming out so everyone that's enjoying these silhouette shadow pictures are, are going to really enjoy what we've got to come um, but there's a couple of interesting points in, in Lynn's email that we wanted to bring up uh, and questions that I wanted to ask you and I thought the podcast would be a good uh, format to ask them. She mentions uh, that she used the black pastel matte paper in her picture and she used 
the pit pastel pencils that she had, which, uh, which was 101, 199. Um, and she also used a, Der- a couple of Derwin. Um, there was the aluminium gray 680 and the French dark gray 650. Um, but based off of that, the, she asks why you chose the dark gray paper uh, and then used the pencils to make it black or dark mm. uh, when, you know, in Lynn's case, she used a black paper. So I just wanted to talk about a bit about why you used the dark gray to then get to black. Mm. Well, uh, initially, I was going to use the black pastel map, Steve. I, I probably never told you that, but that was a consideration right from the beginning. But the reason I didn't is because uh, I had the grey pastel map and I played around with that as well. And I found that by having the grey pastel map, it showed up the brown, which was the 219, no, 229, isn't it? 229. Crater yeah. um, colour, it showed it up on the paper. Mm. And then with the black going on top of that, gave it a really, really superb foundation mm. background black um there's no reason why you couldn't use black the only problem with that is you wouldn't see those other colors going on you probably would think wrongly oh i don't need to put the brown on what do i need the brown for but that is critical and crucial to the effect that we create with the shadow pictures without that color and of the I must have 300 pastel pencils now, at least. That was the only colour, one and only colour, that I found worked. Mm. Wouldn't believe that, would you, all those pencils? Now, there are the compromise colours, 175, I suggested, uh, if you didn't have the um, 229, but it's not quite the same. Mm. And the other thing, and point to mention too, people that might be wanting to start this up, the grey pastel map paper isn't, entirely gray it's kind of got a brownie look to it Mm. if you look at it if you put um dark gray against it you'll see that it's got that brownie tint sepiary tint to it Mm. basically yes it is a dark gray but it's got that so that's like an added advantage then you're using the 229 which is a sepia dark sepia so it's given you even more brownie tint. Mm. By putting the black on, we know that black is a darkening agent. It's not a colour in itself. So that would also then go on, but you still see those colours, mm. the ground colours coming through the black. Mm. And even black isn't made up of black. It's made up of other colours as well. Yeah, so that's, it, that's just one point. It's, interest, it's interesting because even though they're sort of black and white shadow pictures or they appear that way, there's actually they're, they're, there's a, a slight swing to a te- sepia tone um, that's right. with the pictures, uh, mm. especially when you see them in person. Um, you can kind of identify that. Mm. Um, very much so. They're very, very pleasing to the eye. More so, I feel, than black and white. Black and white is a bit stark. You know, if you had just black and white, this is why I'm not a great lover of charcoal. I find that that's a little bit too intense for me, even though I've seen some lovely, lovely pictures done in it. 
it doesn't appeal to me. Sepia pictures or monochrome pictures, you know, the um, not, not the monochrome, the, the sepia pictures you see and old photographs, that's too gingery for me. I don't like that either. I find that a little bit not nice. Mm. But the old sepia pictures that uh, you get, photographic references, Frith, you probably don't know that name, but Frith did an awful lot of work in in the sepia pictures, and he did. He had a of old, I think it was sort of Edwardian pictures, uh, late Victorian Edwardian pictures, and he he did a, an awful lot of work. And I used to love them, which is like slightly brownish, you know, but not gingery, if you know what I mean. Mm. And that's the, that was the effect that I wanted to create. And I did with the pictures that I did. Gives a little bit of a warmth to the picture, doesn't it? Slightly different sort mm. of a warmth, an underlying warmth that you may not pick up on at first, um, mm. but is there. Um, to, to move on from Lindsay, I hope that's been really useful as well. I hope that that's sort of explained. Um, and to move on from that, uh, Lynn asks, would using soft pastels to make the black background black uh, or instance, use the colour of the background, would it use less of the black pencil? And I think our answer is no. <laughs> is that right? Because you want the, to... The answer is yes, it would, but I wouldn't do it. Because the effect that you're wanting to get is something that's got that tone in it rather than being black. That's right. That's right. Mm. I, that's that's only my opinion. You've always got to remember, when I talk, I'm, talking, I'm putting it my opinion, my viewpoint... And that's how I see it. Other people may see it differently, and that's up to them entirely. But um, there is a there is a, a, a something that I will pick up from that. If you use a black pastel, soft pastel, you wouldn't use as much as a pencil. Now, to me, I wouldn't go down that road. It wouldn't worry me that I use too much of a pencil if I got the right effect. Mm. Yeah, you've said this you a, I mean? a lot in the past, and I find that I find it really interesting. And I think that's something worth bringing up when people ask if you can use pastel sticks for the background instead mm-hmm. of a, a pencil. And you always mm. you say, "I would rather use a pencil, um, even if it uses more of that pencil up, because the effect that you you get you love so much at the end." Well, in in if we're looking at it professionally. It shouldn't matter what you use and how much you use and how long it takes, as long as the end result is what you want and comes out as you want it. This is never more in evidence with the coloured pencil. People are going to get hold of those coloured pencils and the solvent that we use and the paint brushes, and they're not going to have the patience to do it. They're going to find it, oh, this is a bit, this is taking too long. As soon as you have that attitude, you can kind of like forget the colour pencils or the way I do them. What I do, I look at it completely differently. I look at it, look at the effect I'm achieving. Wow, I want to achieve that more and I want to do more and I want to do more, even with a maybe a laborious background, because you're getting something out of it more than and you're getting a result. Mm. that's more important than uh, the impatience. Basically, as you know, Steve, I'm quite an impatient person. I, I, it, although it, it doesn't show, but in artwork, I'm not. 
mm. my artwork. I've got infinite patience because I'm producing a result which I like and which I'm satisfied with. And it's very fulfilling that way. There's a balance that you've found with the coloured pencil as well in that you're able to get the results you want without taking it taking weeks it's it, it still mm-hmm. you don't want it to take weeks because you don't want to teach have to teach um it's much harder to teach and um explain that to to people on a video and the videos would be days long um so you've oh, managed, gosh, yes. managed to strike a balance of of having the patience but still it not taking too long but still getting the effects that you wanted and that's and that's, that's interesting right. and that sort of translates to the pastel pencils as well you get the effects you want um and it doesn't take i think that's probably why it's such a successful medium and that our students find such success with it uh and lynn's done a fantastic job it's sort of it sort of requires a little bit of patience but you still get the great results but it won't take you days to do no not at all it's instant you see you don't have to you don't have to build up build up build up build up build up the fastest medium of all is watercolor Right. People can do a watercolour picture in, and I've done it myself, in, in very, very quickly. Uh, I remember I did one picture once, took me half an hour. That wow. sold for over £100. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. So, yes, it is. But but it was the effect that I, I got um, in that particular picture. There was very, very little detail in it. But it was just um, a lovely picture, and I still think of it today. So... You don't have to take forever, and uh, it's probably best not to as well, especially in the amateur area, which is we're really delving it more in with amateur than we are professional. Amateurs want to do want a result; they don't want to spend weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on a on a um, picture. Uh, so they want something that's pretty quick, pretty easy. Mm. Oh yeah, is, I'd, I'd be the same. You'd want to see progress so that it kept you going. You know, you'd want to see results mm. and yeah, and the work getting better. And, and the pastel pencil gives that. It gives that result. Mm. It gives that satisfaction. Um, I think, generally speaking, my pastel pencil work and my coloured pencil work are very much the same time it takes. That that boat and shed that people would be looking at on the podcast took me just two days to do. And that's not two full days. I don't work on it constantly. Mm. And I suppose if I was putting hours into it, probably about uh, eight, hours, eight hours, six six to eight hours. The work is smaller, though. <laughs> no, yeah, it is smaller. True. But, 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 but you're... You, you would, you wouldn't. But your but your current picture isn't as small as they have been. I think it's fair to say that as you're getting more affair with the medium and um, understanding what you can get, the the time is going down and the picture is going bigger. You know, you're able to scale up those pictures, and we've talked about you know, right. doing them slightly bigger and and sort of still getting that that time frame in. Mm. So. Yes, that's absolutely right. And the next one I'm going to be doing is kind of A4 size. Right. This colour picture is going to be near enough A4 size. So, yes, I've, I've gone up. I've mm. gone up a little bit. Mm. And time, obviously, is increases as well. But no, no, you're quite right. But um, mm. Well, uh, I hope that's been helpful, Lynn. And 
that that's helped explain that a little bit more for other people uh, certainly as the focus is going to be on these shadow pictures over the next few weeks we're going to be getting some more out there for you um you're going to see this how this pays off more and more um why dad's chosen those specific pencils and that specific paper um and we certainly recommend getting hold of those two Cretacolor pencils uh, they seem to be playing a yes, big part uh, true that the i i like the 229 and the 250 Cretacolor. i think it would still work though if you only wanted to get the 229 the 229 is the key one Hmm. And although I like the, the, the 750, which was the um, not 750, 250, isn't it? Yeah, 250. Ivory black. 250, and that's right. Uh, you could use 199 in, in Faber. Yeah. I chose the Creta Color because I wanted two Creta Color picture uh, pencils, yeah. but it's a 229 that's the important one. Mm. Okay, lovely. Excellent. Okay. Uh, we'll keep up the great work, Lynn, and do let us know how you get on with the next one. And uh, if anyone else has tried the shadow pictures, do let us know how they go too. Um, we'll leave it there for this week, shall we? We've covered a lot. Um, we'll Absolutely. Touch, we'll touch base next week with the coloured pencil picture that you're currently working on. We'll see that. I, I look forward to seeing that later when you send it over to me, Dad. Because I haven't seen it yet. Yes. No, it will be either today or tomorrow. I'll send it to you. It's, it's nearly there. It, all I will say in parting, it will please the animal lovers. Oh, there you go. That's something to look forward to. So it's not a landscape then? <laughs> no. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, that's, that's good. Looking forward to seeing it. Um, and in the meantime if anyone has any questions or wants to get in touch do email us if there's any talking points you want us to raise on the podcast then please send them over we do this podcast for you guys so uh, without you we wouldn't have much to talk about other than dad's artwork and uh, any new children that are in the family that's probably all we talk about (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll leave it there for this week thanks everyone for listening i'm stephen bradley And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy Enjoy your week. week.